still listen to Irish Radio, Irish Radio, Candace Homer abroad, and we're chatting with Eddie Gwan, and we've been hearing all about Pirate Radio. But Eddie is also an historian, and I had the privilege of sitting in briefly on a book launch in Ranelagh, and it was on, as far as I recall, Murphy's book. Yeah. Um, Who's in on that side of your life? Oh, Lord, how long have you got? Um, also, about I, 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this will probably sound like Nicky McDougall. Um, yeah, so I was born into the bar business. Uh, my dad was a barman all his life, 62 years. So I kind of, I fell into the, I suppose, I remember in school when the teacher asked anybody who's going to follow, follow their father's footsteps, put their hand up, and I sat in my two hands with no way I was going to become a barman. And of course, I became a barman. And, uh, I worked in pubs all my life, from lounge boy to barman to manager, general manager. At that time, the biggest pub in Dublin. Then I had my own place. And, but I loved the history of the bar business. I mean, alcohol, I know it has a bad name. And, and the Irish, time, Irish people are trying a bad name. But I loved the history of how the pubs have changed and how, especially post-COVID, how they have to adapt. Uh, my, my greatest stat is that in 1888, Ireland had 22,754 pubs licensed. Today, we have less than 7,000. So, in the space of about 140 years, we've lost over two-thirds of the pub. So, in another 100 years, how many pubs are going to be around? So, again, I, I think each pub has a unique history, and each area has a unique history. Uh, so, I work for Heritage Ireland, and I do a lot of work on uh, tours, and I decided to do pub walking tours. I'm just telling the history of, of the pubs in an area. I don't hear them standing out, a walking tour. Uh, proved very successful. Today, there are three pubs in Sandy Mount, uh, but at one time, there was a dozen pubs in Sandy Mount, a small village. Uh, uh, I'd done walking tours down in Rings End, uh, and then I started writing about history. I'd done the history of the Stag's Head pub, and it sells very well. It's kind of a... It's a publicity thing for the pub to be able to sell yeah. a book on its history. Uh, I was in Murphy's. Uh, I know Vincent up there and Gillian. And so I wrote a book on the history of Murphy's pub, which is, uh, goes back to 1803. And surprisingly enough, it's known as Murphy's today. And the first pub in, in 1803 was also a Murphy. So I kind of came full circle. Right. There were 220 years there this year. But I kind of incorporate then the history of the pubs in the whole area. So like the book includes the history of the pubs in Ratmines. Again, another area that's, I think there's only about seven or eight pubs now in Ratmines. Every second house in that mines at one time was a public house. But then the rules changed, license law changed, various things. We had the temperance movement, uh, cut out a lot of pubs. Suddenly pubs became spirit grocers. It wasn't just a pub, they were selling groceries. I mean, there's pubs, I know a pub in Valley James Hook, we can walk into a hardware, out the back is the pub, and to your right is the undertaker. Yeah, that was my, my great grandfather in Kinsale. Yeah, it's an all in one shop. Yep. You know, it's the supermarket for drinkers. <laughs> the nail for your coffin is in the hardware, you go in and have a few of them. Exactly. The bed is waiting for you. Um, yeah, so I've the history of uh, I've done history of various pubs. Uh, I'm doing another night. I do not talk nights. I've done O'Reilly's pub around the corner here. The O'Reilly family here in Sandy Mount were a hundred years there. So I've done a night in them, kind of a PowerPoint presentation, and told the story of pubs in Sandy Mount, told the story of their pub. Uh, done as you were there that night. I've done the same for Morpheus up there. And again, you can put it into a book, but people like to see. It's, it's, it's like 
you know, we're all very visual people, so I like to see something. So, uh, so I've done that, and I'm uh, next month I'm doing the vintage down in Irish Town. I'm doing their history, and I think uh, licensed trade in Ireland goes through its ups and downs. Uh, it's regenerated itself. Uh, it suffered a lot through the temperance movement and the famine. Then it became the spirit grocers. Um, I remember a time when I started the bar business. Uh, you wouldn't get a close thing to a piece of food to get in the pub. I get a crisps. And now you have gastro pubs. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting across the road from uh, the Trap House uh, in, in Sandymount. Um, and that, that's like a gastro pub. Uh, so, you know, you can get your carvery now in a pub. You go down to the pub for your food. I always remember my dad, uh, who was in the business, told me one time, he says, the way pubs are changing, in his day, the pub next door was a competition. Today's competition is the coffee shop. It's the it's the the cinema, which is now an all-encompassing experience. Yeah. Uh, so you know the competition has, has changed. Uh, Netflix has uh, you know they're at home. Uh, COVID probably changed a lot of people that could drink at home. So people have set up their own bars at home. Yeah. So now they're it's, it's a different you know you're chasing a different and, and the pub is getting smaller. Plus you know people are probably more healthier today than they ever were and you know drink is not necessarily going to help your health too much yeah I always understood in, a, in particularly I suppose rural Ireland but the, the pub was the great social leveler because it didn't matter what you worked at or whatever you, it was the common ground and you didn't have to bring anybody rural Ireland in rural Ireland yes uh, but the problem with rural Ireland is uh, it was an issue uh, but drink driving was the problem yeah. so once they uh, made uh, you know you, you, you can't really have a drink at all now no. uh, yeah. so the local pub down the crossroads was decimated he, yeah. he was getting nobody uh, so he closed so like pub licenses were just you know I mean there's, there's villages now down this country that doesn't have a single pub anymore yeah. I mean there's a, a lot of, uh, down between Limerick and Kerry had three pubs at one time now there's none three coffee shops now there's, no, there's nothing in there there's nothing in there there's a garage with a, with a deli right you know so that, so that yeah. person has nowhere to go yeah. you know to go down for a it's, it's not even it's a social drink and maybe a, a game of 25 yeah. a, a game of poker like yeah. or maybe there might be a pool table but that's gone you yeah. know and, and let's say to yourself well where's the young person going to meet anybody that's why the, the, you know the countryside is empty people are moving to the cities putting pressure on the cities themselves but it's not unfortunately and, I, and people emigrating as well but it's, unfortunately the pub is not the, the hub it used to be so I think the Bresnhead is the oldest pub in Dublin isn't it? yes have you, have you well, done it, it? I, it dates well you see again oof, this, this is going to get very complicated um, it dates back to the, to the 12th century as a pub almost on that spot but that's easy enough to say because you know really licensing didn't come into the 1650s right. so it's easy enough to say like not too far away from that is Wine Tavern Street underneath Christ Church down to the Liffey and every house in Wine Tavern Street used to be a bar a wine shop or a dram shop a dram shop is where you could just get whiskey right. uh, a wine shop or a beer shop and they were all differentiated now there's not a single there's not a single pub anywhere to be found on Wine Tavern Street right. um, but the Brazen Head is, is deemed as one of the oldest we, we, we like to find these little 
idiosyncrasies in our pubs like yeah. Dawson Lounge is the smallest and Sean's in, in Athlone Athlone tends to be the oldest, oldest yeah. yeah and there's one up in Roundstone isn't there yeah look there's a few of them have claimed yeah, to be the, the oldest is this, no. you know but you can yes. go back I mean the, the, well I mean even with I'm doing the, the vintage now next week and, and Cathy Gleason who owns the vintage has a has all the uh, documents the deeds going back to the very first owner right. so that's easy enough for me to trace yeah. so you're going back to like the first pub was in there in the 1830s so it's easy I can do that lineage but I, I define if a brazen head can give me a set of documents like that yeah. and say who was the first owner like again it, it licensing laws licensing laws have changed in this country on a number of occasions um, 1650s was the first time again the British government wanted to get tax out the pubs uh, and again wanted to get tax out the, the illegal poaching that was being made and also uh, they wanted everything was about tax still is today about tax uh, and then in the 1850s they brought in a, a new licensing legislation where as you had to be a char- of good character to have a license and your premises had to be fit to have a pub in it because otherwise it's normally just a front room right. you know yeah. I mean I know there's a won't mention the name of the town but I know a town where there's a sheep in and all it is is Mrs. So and so and that's you know the lads go in there uh, before opening time on a Sunday because the pubs are closed there's right. masses on right. but the lads who stand at the front church gate who don't go into mass ramble around to her place sit in the front room with a couple of large bottles of that's a sheep in yeah. uh, but that's you know that's but that's again it's dying out yeah. you know uh, it's dying out slowly and I, I'm afraid a bit like the radio history that it might be lost I'm afraid that pub history will be lost right. and, and it's got a rich tapestry of you know a pub means something to everybody you know maybe it's where you had your first drink where you had to, you know your dad's funeral or you know where you met your wife or whatever you know the pub has a rich tapestry and I'm, I'm afraid that in 50 years time uh, you know when I'm celebrating my 130th birthday in a pub that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it'll be a pub who's going to give me instead of a pint of Guinness give me a latte <laughs> so Eddie when you would do a history of a pub like yeah, or, yes. or, do you then also go back and try and find some of what would have been the notable characters in yes. the areas that that was their local yes yes and even like many of the characters who would have the license in a pub I mean in, in Murphy's uh, the cousin of Father uh, Carney who wrote the words of the Irish National Anthem right. uh, his cousin owned the pub at one stage right you know and these and, and uh, what fascinates me too about it uh, uh, pubs is that when you go back through the records and I was, uh, I'll just mention I was recently doing Irish Town and it was a, like there's only three pubs in Irish Town now but it was 12 to 14 pubs at one stage and if you go through the records and say in the late 18, 1880s 1890s a lot of part of the 19th century the amount of women who had the license or the licensees amazes me especially when a woman couldn't be serving them right right when you go down to Tara Street you might find my name on a licensee down there hey really I think so I think so oh hey I think in that area around Westmore Tara Street there was, I think there was yeah you 
you were the licensee? No, some uh, there was a female. I think a female with my family name was. Oh, okay. I think so. All right, I'll be worth looking into. Yeah. I'll be easy enough to find. It would, yeah, and, easy enough. and I've been really good because I, I I've done a lot of work in, in doing history over the years. Uh, I have discovered the access to the various sites that I yeah. need to get access to. You know, you can start at one point. You know, it's like everything else. You can start in the newspapers. It depends on which newspaper you read. Because, you know, newspapers had various views. There were slants. There were slants. Definitely slants. Yeah. Uh, you know, what would be said in the Irish Times wouldn't be said in the Irish Independent or Freedom's Journal. You know, so you'd start with a starting point. Would you get a name? Yeah. It could be a court case. Yeah. Or it could be... The great place to start is the uh, licensing sessions in court. Right. You know, and you'd see, you know, who was getting a license, who wasn't getting a license. Then you kind of wonder why didn't they get a license? Yeah. You know, uh, there was a woman in, in uh, Rat Mines when I was doing the, the history of Murphy's and uh, she had applied for the license on four different occasions and on four different occasions um, there was an excuse that uh, oh, your premises wasn't suitable you got your documents in too late um, uh, there was something else uh, her husband was described as an incurable lunatic which was the way of describing him as an alcoholic he was an incurable lunatic that was their description of an alcoholic and it was four times she was rejected and I was fascinated by this and uh, Mrs., uh, she was a, a woman called Annie Kiernan and I was fascinated and I went back to uh, I went to Ancestry.com to try and find I found little bits there then I got in touch I found something on Ancestry.com and I got in touch with the, the lady who put it up and I was asking her what, did she know anything about the story and the story was that uh, the judge was having an affair with her daughter and that's why she wasn't getting the license you think that's why she should get the license <laughs> it was the other way around like, I know. The, the judge didn't want to know that he was dulallying yeah, yeah. with the daughter <laughs> Eddie if anyone wants to find out any of this kind of stuff what websites for, for, where you can find me uh, if anybody has any history of pirate radio you can find me at uh, the Irish Pirate Radio Archive at gmail.com uh, you'll find my blog is the Irish Broadcasting Hall of Fame and if you want to find anything about the pubs that I write about you'll find it on another blog called the 1916 Easter Rising Coaster, which is one of my companies as well. And we'll talk about that at another time. Because <laughs> that is something else we're to follow up. Eddie, yes. it's, been, it's been a real pleasure. Awesome. Thank, you very much. Much. Thank you very much. Thank you.